if the fridge has cameras in it, it now knows what's in my fridge. Exactly. It can and order it, it for you. It should be able to say, hey, we're down to a quarter gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to order it? Or maybe it should just be able to order it for you. Yeah. Maybe it should be able to have, you know, your Harris Teeter deliver it to you. Um, you know, that. so it's going down that line of, you know, I'm still good with putting it in my fridge, I think. I don't think I need somebody else to put it in my fridge. But uh, Yeah, yeah. But I should never run out of milk again. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Chip Edwards. Building a voice app is something that you do, or how does that work exactly? Um, so voice apps are um, technical, so you need to have some technical expertise if you're going to build it. Um, and it takes a little bit of a, um, a mind shift from most technologists, because most technology um, people are are used to visual interfaces. How can I do a great user interface and I can make my website easy to navigate? Sure. Um, which which is good and it's really important, but in those interfaces, we still have the cognitive load being pushed into the user. In other words, the user has to figure out how do I navigate your website to find what I'm looking for. In the voice app space, the the model shifts because now people can say anything and the computer has got to figure out what did they mean and how do I figure out what did they want to do? Mm-hmm. And then how do I respond to them? And so the kind of the the model for how technologists actually build things is a little bit different in the voice space. So it, it's not simple yet to be able to build voice apps. Um, and that's that's one of the things that I do as a, as a, as a company is we we build those voice apps and we bridge the gap between the voice space and your content that's out on your website. So okay. you can keep putting content on your website. And now there's a voice app that we put together in the middle so people can talk to you, your brand, and be able to get to your content. Okay. So you've kind of in that same uh, explanation explained what a voice app is. So that's <laughs> that's really great. Um, you mentioned an invocation name. So can you explain what, what that is? Yes. So the idea of an invocation name that, um, so when I'm talking to one of these voice devices, so a smart speaker or my cell phone or, um, you know, to get in my car and I'm talking to my car, mm-hmm. when I'm talking to those devices, Google or Amazon is going to understand what you're saying and then has to decide what to do with it. So to be able to connect what somebody says to the voice app, they, they use an invocation name. It's kind of like a domain name in the internet where I build my website and I use a domain name to be able to, people can get to my website using that domain name. Okay. In the voice app space, you have an invocation name. So when people use that invocation name, Google and Amazon know, oh, they want to use this voice app to be able to 
carry on a dialogue with the uh, with that content with that brand. Mm-hmm. So that's the invocation name as far as what it is. Um, Amazon and Google did one more thing that's actually pretty important. Amazon made it so that multiple voice apps could have the same invocation name, causing a little bit of confusion in the in the Amazon space because now as a user, if there's multiple voice apps with the same invocation name, the user's got to say, well, this is the one I meant. So a little bit confusing. Yeah. Google went the other way. Google made it more like a domain name. So the first person that builds that voice app with that invocation name owns that invocation name. So now as a brand, making sure that I've got my invocation name out there or my voice app with that invocation name becomes really, really important because the first person that puts it out there, now when my audience starts using that invocation name or that brand name, whoever built that voice app is going to own that dialogue going forward. So that one's, it it makes it easier for the user because they don't have to decide which voice app do I want, Mm -hmm. but it makes it a little bit more um, important from a brand perspective to make sure that you've got your your invocation name doing something that you want to happen. Sure. And getting in there early. Yes. Being there early. Yeah. So question that comes up from that then, um, it sounds like invocation names and app uh, voice apps are different between um, Amazon and Google. So um, like, is that what what we're saying here or uh, okay so they are actually different they they are different they uh so amazon calls their voice app skills okay and you have so you have to build an amazon alexa skill in the amazon world and google calls them actions okay um and bixby calls them something else and okay each of these voice companies build their own bixby is samsung right because i have that on my phone okay (laughs) yeah and and samsung has been pushing lately to say hey we want to play too but google and amazon own like 95 percent of the market i mean they they own pretty much all of it right now so yeah bixby's um, trying it's the little engine that could but yeah Yeah. (laughs) but unfortunately i think it's too late yeah (laughs) that that's my take too but yeah we'll see yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, what are you working on right now to do with this? And um, like any particular brands that you're um, putting together for these uh, these different voice apps and um, anything going on with that at the moment? Um, so I'm actually in the middle of building several voice apps, one for an uh, interior design um, person in, in Jersey. Um, and then um, uh, uh, I just did one for David. Uh, he's a he's a blind guy, so I've actually done now two of them. One of them for David. He's got the uh, the podcast. I can't see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is good. So I just got his. His just went live uh, the other day, and uh, one that I did earlier, I think maybe a year ago, was for for uh, Max Ivy, the blind blogger. And so okay. Uh, sure. yeah, so both of them have their podcast um, blogs out on uh, voice devices. Yeah, uh, I yeah. guess that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So um, with David's app, that's interesting because I think I was around when you guys were talking about that at PodFest, and it was it was interesting because he was act he, he spells it I can't see like with a C with a letter C right you yeah 
Um, but for the app, you just want to do it the way that it sounds, right? Well, so, which is actually a really interesting point because, yes, in the verbal space, the sounds are all that matters. Mm-hmm. And so just because there are multiple ways of spelling something, when I talk about spelling something, I'm talking visual. Okay. So when we go to an invocation name, it's really the sounds that matter. And so because he spells his differently and I look at it and it looks different, that, you know, it, it kind of doesn't kind of doesn't matter. We're really grabbing the sounds in an invocation name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, a couple of examples. Um, uh, one of them is Capital One. Okay. Capital One's got a really good voice app, and they've, they've been in the space really, really early. But if you think about it, how many ways are there of spelling capital, and how many s- ways are there to make the sound one? Mm-hmm. So I could have a different spelling of capital and a different spelling of one, but how many people get to own the invocation name of capital one? Mm -hmm. Because it's the sound. So when I say capital one, those sounds, that needs to go to a voice app that's going to do something. So the first person that builds that voice app in Google space is going to own it. Um, and But from a brand perspective, I think, okay, well, it's spelled different. Well, it doesn't matter in the voice space. In the sound space, it's really what are the sounds. So you need to go through, uh, uh, you know, what are all the um, the homonyms and, and uh, the words that even are close enough? I mean, no, they're not homonyms, but they sound similar enough yeah. that voice technology couldn't tell the difference. Those are the people that you're competing with of who's going to get that first is what's you know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's really interesting, too, because I guess no matter how many different ways it's spelled, the way it sounds is just that one thing. Right. And so you, you'd get all of the different spellings. It just wouldn't matter. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So is there anything else that you think we should uh, uh, pay attention to in this space? Um, what else to pay attention to? Um I mean, it's getting pretty big, so. <laughs> it, it is getting big. I mean, just from a stats perspective, there's like in the U.S., there's over 70 million people that that own the devices. And the average, I think the last I saw was up to like 2.6 devices per person at the time. Wow. So, and that's just the smart speakers. We're not talking about voice technology because that's much bigger than just smart speakers. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it'll be in appliances before too long. Yeah. It'll be in everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's your going to be your fridge that's yeah. going to have. Uh, and there's some crossover. Actually, that was interesting when, when you talk fridges, because there's a crossover between voice technology and um, what they're referring to as IoT or Internet of Things, oh, okay. where mm-hmm. they're putting smarts inside of devices. Um, so, like, like my fridge, you. It used to be you would have to open up the fridge to be able to see what's inside of it. Now they got the screens on there, so you don't actually have to open the fridge. It'll just show you a picture oh, of what's in there. Yeah. Um, and and now you can talk to your fridge and 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 put something on the uh, the shopping list and stuff like that. Um, but where we're going with that is actually pretty interesting because if the fridge has cameras in it, it now knows what's in my fridge. Exactly. It can order it it for you. (laughs) It should be able to say, hey, we're down to a quarter gallon of milk. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to order it? Or maybe it should just be able to order it for you. Yeah. Maybe it should be able to have, you know, your Harris Teeter deliver it to you. 
Um, you know, that, so it's going down that line of, you know, I'm still good with putting it in my fridge. I think, I don't think I need somebody else to put it in my fridge, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but I should never run out of milk again. I, I um, want my coffee maker to do that. Uh, that would be great. Exactly. <laughs> I can have my, co- my coffee maker order new coffee for me. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. You're getting a little bit low and yeah. it better be here before I use that last uh, I know. I need my yeah, major yeah. Dickinson's now. Yeah. <laughs> Stat. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, there's so much. I mean, yeah, if you think about this, like even people who do crafts, if you have like a, you know, knitting yarn, you know, needlepoint, whatever, low on thread, you could have your, your, you know, a chest or whatever that holds all these things have some kind of sensor on it that tells you you're low on this yarn. (laughs) I mean, it's there's a whole bunch of applications. Yeah. And again, it gets a little freaky with the whole um, uh, advertising marketing privacy issue as well, yeah. because, you know, <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff that can go into a, a fridge or, <laughs> right. you know, right. like lots of other things. <laughs> yes. So I guess we got to be a little uh, uh, cognizant of where this is going as well. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like right now, my Roomba is 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 vacuuming my house for me. And it's one of those, you know, the convenience of some of these things makes it so that I, I stop thinking about privacy because I just I want the convenience. I don't have to vacuum my house anymore. Yeah. Matter of fact, my vacuum cleaner tells me, hey, my bin is full. Will you empty me? I yeah. Mean, so yeah we're getting talked at from all levels yes exactly exactly it's pretty funny actually uh yeah Yeah. so uh yeah i guess the the whole um the privacy thing is 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 big but then i guess you know we're sort of giving away little pieces of our likes and dislikes in order to get things more cheaply or quicker or you know it's kind of a it's a kind of currency almost our privacy, you know? Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and we like our convenience and we give up our privacy. It's true. Happens. Little by little. And, and it's, it's, it's a two edged sword because in one way I don't want to give up my privacy, but in the other way, I want what it gives me by giving up my privacy. I want Google to be able to complete my sentence when I start typing on the search bar. Sure. Because that makes it easier for me. I don't have to finish my sentence. It did for me because it knows about me. Well, also, you Um, know, Gmail, we're getting that for most Mm -hmm. of us are getting it for free, right? So free being the operative word because (laughs) we're giving away our privacy to get it for free. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, yeah. Do do we really understand what it meant that now Google has all of our email? Yeah. But not only that, they have Google Voice, right? mm -hmm. So Google also has our voice prints. Yep. Which, you know, who knows how that'll be used. And, you know, that's a big sticking point for me because I make my living doing those voices Mm. and I don't Mm. want a computer to be able to sound exactly like me. (laughs) Yes. You know, there's kind of there's trade offs here. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. The next 10 years or so, we're going to see some really interesting shifts. (laughs) Yes. And and that's actually a really interesting point that you just brought up because there there is a lot of work happening in that space to be able to take your voice, take your voice imprint, and then make something sound like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's places that you can go or I can go and, and you know, record my voice a bunch of times. And it, it's not very good right now. But, 
I mean, we know Siri, we know KFC, we know, I mean, a number of these where they've actually had people come in and give enough voice imprints that now you can, I can type something in and make it sound like whoever did that voice imprint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The emotion is still a little more difficult mm-hmm. to inject yes. into that artificial creation. But um, but it's getting pretty close. I mean, yeah. I've heard some pretty good approximations, you know, people having yeah. conversations with a robot on the phone and they don't even know right. it. <laughs> right. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We're, we're... Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say Amazon Poly, which is their uh, text to speech processing processing engine. Um, they've done some stuff in there that's pretty interesting as well as far as. Um, you can specify how often you want a breath mark to happen and um, so that it it puts those things, you know, those those human type things into the voice conversion for you. And so as you're, you know, you're sending something back out to the smart speaker voice device, you mm-hmm. can you can use different voices and you can have different levels of uh, of uh, um uh, humanness added into them as you're as you're doing that process, and it's always. I mean, y- y- there is a trade off, obviously, mm-hmm. but but there are people who really need that technology, like people who can't speak. So, uh, for whatever reason, there was a, a woman who was using that technology at um, Joe's um, virtual oh, yeah. pod podcasting uh, yep. conference just a couple yep. of weekends or last weekend. Yeah. Um, yep. And and yeah, that was really fascinating. Now, the voice was still pretty robotic to me, but as technology gets better, it's just going to sound better and better. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that was actually amazing. I agree with you. That was amazing because you could – she had uh, – a set of thoughts that she wanted to communicate and she couldn't communicate them because of the disease she has, Mm -hmm. but she was able to type them in. And now you could take that text to speech and now you could hear the thoughts that she wanted to communicate. And it was like, it was amazing. So it really was. Yeah. So good to have that kind of thing for people that need it, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess there's a trade-off. <laughs> there's a there's a trade-off, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic. How can people find out more about you? What uh, URLs? You know, are you on Facebook? Are you on LinkedIn? Is there a particular place you favor? Um, so I I am on all the social media platforms: um, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I. I I think I prefer LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, from a platform perspective, but yeah, I, I push content to all of them. Um, LinkedIn and, is more uh, business yeah. related, it, so it, it makes it, sense. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, and then on my website, um, createmyvoice.com, I've got a way of getting a hold of me um, individually. You can set up a meeting with me or um, to kind of explore this, uh, this stuff more. And you create voice apps and invocation you, that's what I. That's what I do. I, I help people strategize as far as here's what you need to do going forward, and then we actually build voice apps that live uh, in both Amazon and Google's um, world because we have to. We've got to put them both both places. So we build voice apps for both of those. Yeah. Um, to help you deliver your content out to the voice um, uh, voice devices, so smart speakers and smartphones and and the and the like. Great. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for talking with me, Chip. This was fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. This was a good talk. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) 
Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please take a moment to give the podcast a review. It's greatly appreciated and super helpful. Until next time.